I think roller derby is a hopeful thing. He earned enough money from selling plants that he paid off the mortgage on his house. People always want to know, uh, you know, is that a lie or is that the truth? I completely disassembled this Triumph TR6. I wish I could have been a professional woman soccer player. I'm Martha Woodruff, and this is The Spark, an exploration of interesting people doing interesting things. I met writer Kate Buford just after Knopf published her biography, Native American Son, The Life and Sporting Legend of Jim Thorpe, which incidentally wasn't Kate's first biographical rodeo, as Knopf had also published her earlier work, Burt Lancaster and American Life. So when Kate Buford sent me a note mentioning she was putting her biographical chops to use in a new business venture, I asked her to please come on over from Charlottesville and talk about it. The spark, the inspiration for this company, Biography by Design, was the last line of one of my, well, it is the great novel. I think there's Middlemarch and then there's everything else. And this is the last line of Middlemarch by George Eliot. And she says, but the effect of her being on those around her was incalculably diffusive, for the growing good of the world is partly dependent on unhistoric acts, and that things are not so ill with you and me as they might have been is half owing to the number who lived faithfully hidden life and rest in unvisited tombs. All right, when did you first read Middlemarch? Oh, gosh. Probably when I was about 20, 22. I've read it at least two times since. And when did this line jump out at you, and why did it? Well, it's beautifully written, the cadence of it. It has a pace to it. So as a writer or as someone with words, the way that she paces it, it's a long sentence. That was all one sentence. And then it ends in the word tombs, which is a sonorous, you know, definitive deathly word. And I just thought there was that, there was the style, but then think of all the people we know and are related to or are related to who have changed our lives. And no one knows about them except immediate family. And yet they are precious to that group. And the goodness they've done has rippled out to so many different people and their histories are not known. Do you remember the moment when you were contemplating the last line of Middlemarch (laughs) and you said, there's a business there? Yes, I remember it. And my partner, Abby Santa Maria, had almost the same inspiration. I had, of course, as you know, I've written commercial biographies for Knopf on big Famous masculine men and in sports and in the and movies. Literary biography. You literary know. biography. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, um, just because they sold well, does it? Yeah, mean? right. <laughs> well, Knopf is known for that. So these were the traditional cradle to grave, thoroughly researched, wonderful projects. Love them, love them, love them. But along the way, I also did a couple of private projects. And one of them was for Friends in Goochland. And he was one of the first Peace Corps volunteers. And when he was in Colombia in the early 60s, he took meticulous notes of the wonderful people he'd met, and he took his father's old Exacta camera down with him and took these really excellent photographs. And he kept all of that material, and he wanted a book about it, and the proceeds would go to the Peace Corps. So I 
helped him with that book. I wrote the chapter introductions. I organized the narrative, the structure of the story, how it was going to go, um, edited it, and pretty much did the book with his words, his words on most of the um, sections, the anecdotal sections. And it was so satisfying to bring to life that story. Um, And so by extension, I thought, and particularly about women, I thought, there are just so many stories. Everyone has a story. Oh, I don't buy that at all. No, I know. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> preaching to the choir here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so from Middlemarch, which had always haunted me, this idea of yeah. this person whose who's effect of her being was incalculably diffusive, going out and out and out and out and out. And so by extension, I thought, all right, I really like doing these big commercial books. They're great. I can continue to do those. But on the side, I'd like to do more of this. I'd like to make people's personal histories come to life. So this company, Biography by Design, LLC, is designed is designed to do private histories of people, individuals, couples, families, nonprofits, or a project, you know, a not-for-profit project and how, how did it get dreamed up. Every, everything gets created because someone had an idea. And the challenge for the storyteller is to find that spark that started that idea. So that was the genesis. I start with the, the really core belief that every person has a story. Every person's life has a story. They may not look at it that way. That's why they often need help. They just think, well, I've lived it, as you say. One thing happened and then another thing and another thing. But every life also has themes, have, has objectives. And it's when you speak, when you then start the interview process, which is the first step, you talk to them, or they talk to me, and you listen really carefully. And you begin to see the narrative plot points. You begin to see what they probably can't see yet, is that, yes, they had a direction um, or multiple directions, um, multiple things that were important to them. That, or, that they organized their life around, even if they weren't aware of it at the time. So all of these things come together and make a story. And you help get that out of them. It's their story, but they need to tell me. And do you fact check? Yes. Or do you? Yes. Yes. The context. For example, the book on the Peace Corps. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't fact check the actual stories about the people, but I could put in fact-checked information about Colombia at that point in time, the Peace Corps at that point in time, the genesis of the Peace Corps, those sorts of things, yes, with fact-check. Okay. And you'd also check with other people in the family because you're telling a story your way. Well, now your sister or brother might say, well, that's not the way it happened. But that can be a caveat at the beginning Yes. where you say, look, um, every sibling has a different childhood, and this is my version of my childhood, for example. What do you get out of this? I know. I mean, I know it's an income stream, and I know you're you have you get to work with lovely associates. Mm-hmm. But it's you and a, a computer and uh, with a bunch of information putting a story together. What do you get out of it? I get out of it. Well, again, I'm always curious about people's lives, so I'm learning something all the time. There's this really deep satisfaction of getting someone to a point where they can see that their life does have a story and that it has chapters and themes, just like it really elevates the story without glorifying anything. It just sees the structure in the life. And one um, 
person from church the other day who had asked me to look over. She heard I was doing this. She said, oh, I need help. And she gave me what she'd written, this sort of manuscript. And I haven't even looked at it yet. But just talking to her, she then came up to me a week later and she said, now I know what I have to do. She said, I just gave her a couple of tips. And so now she's continuing the writing and just thrilled because she kind of got an approach to it that she didn't have before. And that means everything um, when people find that meaningful, when they find that their story has been dignified. Kate Buford also has a third traditional biography of her own in the works. It will be really very different, not a cradle-to-grave biography at all. But if it works, I will be very happy. And you will find time to do it how? Um, I don't know, Martha. (laughs) I'll just stop sleeping or something. (laughs) Pictures and links are on the Spark page at WMRA.org.